Welcome to this bonus episode of Bible Explained Verse by Verse, and today I want to talk about where is hell. It was mentioned in the last chapter that we read that when Korah and all of his family and friends fell into the pit, which is one of the words that the Bible uses for hell, at the same time they fell into the center of earth. That is actually one of the clues in the Bible that hell is indeed in the center of the earth, because that was how they went to the pit. The Bible actually said that they went alive to hell. In order to understand that hell is in the center of the earth, you also have to understand that the earth is shaped like a ball or a sphere. The Bible does show that the earth is indeed ball-shaped. In Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14, it says that hell enlarges herself. And the reason hell enlarges herself is so that more people can fit in there. There's two ways that hell enlarges itself. Number one is by volcanoes. They spew out some of the lake of fire. The way that the lake of fire is described in the Bible is exactly the way anybody would describe lava. When volcanoes spew lava, then there's less rock in the center of the earth, which is how hell expands herself. Now at the same time, if hell is getting bigger, then that would make the earth's crust get hotter. But ever since the flood, we've had water coming down to cool the crust of the earth, and the oceans have also been expanding. And that's because the entire earth expands. In fact, most scientists do believe that the entire universe is expanding. All the planets are definitely expanding with the earth. On the planets, you can see rifts that have occurred because of the expansion of the planets. The continents of the earth have separated in part because of expansion. Because originally, when God made the earth, it was a lot smaller. And then as the earth expanded, the continents broke up and started drifting further and further away. According to the Pangea theory, which says that there's no expansion, it's simply that all the, the continents used to be connected and then they separated for no apparent reason. The problem with Pangea theory, there's two problems. Number one, it doesn't explain why the continent separated. And number two, it doesn't explain how the Pacific Ocean can be getting larger at the same time that the continents are expanding. And also, the Arctic region is getting larger at the same time that the continents are expanding. Because according to Pangea theory, when all the continents were together, they took up the hemisphere of the Earth, and the other hemisphere was water, basically. However, what we see today is, in spite of the fact that all the continents have separated, the Pacific Ocean still takes up a hemisphere. So Pangea theory actually cancels itself because the Pacific Ocean, it's actually bigger now than the hemisphere. And according to Pangea theory, it should not be bigger. It should be a lot smaller. According to Pangea theory, there would not be enough space in the Arctic for the parts of the continents that would have drifted up there. But in reality, there's still plenty of space in the center of the Arctic where those continents have drifted. Pangea theory, in its failure, proves that the Earth is expanding. In the Bible, it says that in Peleg's time, that was when the continents first split apart and started drifting away from each other. Peleg was born in one of the generations between Adam and Noah. That was the beginning of the continental drift. Jonah chapter 2. 
says, From the belly of Sheol I have cried. Now, Sheol is one of the places in hell. When you read Jonah carefully, and we'll get to Jonah later in our podcast, and I'll point out all of the verses where you can see that Jonah actually had visions of hell. This is one of the verses where he talks about his vision of hell, and he called it a belly. Your belly is inside your body. It's not under your feet. It's not beneath you. It's in the core of your body. The belly of anything is its core. In Jonah, it says that Sheol has its own belly. And in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus said, As Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, now that's the center of the fish, not below the fish or beneath the fish, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Now your heart is also inside your body. It's not under your feet. And according to flat earthers, anything below the crust is below the earth. But according to Jesus, the earth has a belly. And he was going into the heart of the earth, just as Jonah was in the belly of the well. It's making heart and belly synonymous, showing you that Jesus went into the center of the earth. After he was crucified, he did go into the center of the earth to set captives free that were living in the bosom of Abraham, which Jesus talked about in the New Testament. The bosom of Abraham, it was in the center of the earth, but it was not in hell. It was a place across from hell, divided by a huge chasm, kind of like the Grand Canyon. So there's a big canyon in between the place called Abraham's bosom and the place called hell. The people who were going to eternal destruction went into hell, and the people who were waiting for the Messiah, for him to be born and come, they went to Abraham's bosom. The patriarchs of the Old Testament all went to Abraham's bosom to wait for Christ to appear. After he was crucified, he went into the belly of the earth, and he appeared in the bosom of Abraham to all the patriarchs, showed them that he was the Messiah. They believed in him, and he took them up to heaven. He didn't set anybody free who was in hell, because once you go to hell, you're there forever, as Jesus said. So today, Abraham's bosom is totally empty. No one has been there since Jesus went there and set those captives free. When he was on the cross, he told the man next to him on the other cross, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, paradise was not heaven. It was Abraham's bosom, because If you went into Abraham's bosom as a believer in the Lord who served him faithfully, that was called paradise down there, because Abraham's bosom was actually a nice place to go and wait for the Messiah. Across the chasm was hell, so the people in hell could see the people in Abraham's bosom, and the people in Abraham's bosom could see hell. There's false teachers today who say that Jesus went to hell and got punished by the demons. That is absolute blasphemy. The Bible does not say that. The Bible says he went into the center of earth and that he was going to paradise that very day that he was crucified, which is Abraham's bosom, and that is the place from which he set the captives free. There's like a dozen verses that say that the sun rises. One of them is in Genesis 32. There's another one in Exodus 22, another one in Judges 9, another one in 2 Samuel, and on and on talking about the sun rising. Now, if the earth is flat, you would never say that the sun is rising. You would actually say the sun is approaching when day comes. You wouldn't say the sun is rising. But if you live in a ball-shaped planet, then it does indeed look like the sun is rising from one horizon to the opposite horizon. 
it visually looks as if the sun is rising when you are on a spherical or a ball-shaped planet. In Revelation chapter 21, when the apostle John the Revelator describes the new heaven and earth that gets created after the old earth is destroyed, he says that the sea is not anymore. There's no sea in heaven. This is really crucial because when God first made the planet, we didn't have the big oceans of the Pacific and the Atlantic because the planet was smaller. There was a small sea, but it wasn't the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean that we have today. But as the earth expanded, because hell inside of it was expanding, because he created hell for the demons and the devil, he didn't create hell for people. When hell was created, it was big enough for all the angels that were appointed to go there for eternity because they had rejected Jesus. But because those demons have enticed people to reject Jesus, hell has to keep getting bigger as more and more people choose to go there, although that was never God's intent. That's why hell is expanding, and it shows you that God never wanted any human to go to hell. Just as Jesus said, hell was prepared for the demons. It was not prepared for people. Originally, it was the right size for who it was prepared for. And that was the beginning of the oceans when we had the flood. The beginning of the oceans being a lot bigger because those cracks got filled up with water. Because the Bible says that a lot of the water came from the outer atmosphere. Some of it came from springs under the crust of the earth, and some of it came from floodgates in the atmosphere that opened where more water came in. Since then, it's never stopped raining. So every time it rains, the water fills the oceans more, which allows the earth to keep expanding. When the earth expands, there's more room for the oceans to be full. When it rains, you get more water in the oceans. So God is allowing more and more water to come through. Um, now you're saying, where is all this water coming from? According to the Bible, it's coming from space. And it's okay if you don't believe that because it's not a salvation issue. None of this that I'm talking in today's podcast about, none of this is a salvation issue. So it's perfectly fine if you don't agree. Because you won't go to heaven or hell depending on what shape you think the earth is or where you think water comes from. But in Genesis, the Bible does say that there is water in space because it said that an expanse was made between the waters above and the waters below. And we know the waters below are the ocean, so the waters above could only be in space. Or at least that's how it seems to read. But again, if you interpret things differently, that's not a problem. I'm just sharing information with you so that you'll understand that the earth is round and that hell is in the center of it. Now you might say, well, when the volcano spews, how come people don't come out with it if it's the lake of fire? Of course, what I'm saying is theoretical that hell enlarges itself because of volcanoes, because the Bible doesn't say it's because of volcanoes. So that's theory on my part. We don't know if it's true or not. But if it is true, it would make sense that people can't come out because Jesus said, once you go to hell, you're there forever. God has a way of preventing people from coming out, whether the lava is spewing or not. A lot of what I've said is theoretical, but when I look at what the Bible says and I piece it all together, it confirms that the earth is shaped like a ball and that hell is definitely in the center of it. 
And that's all I want to share with you today. It's just something interesting to think about. The most important thing to think about is that hell is real and it is forever. Jesus said three or four times in the New Testament that hell is eternal. That once you get in, you'll never get out. In the book of Revelation, it says that on judgment day, everybody who is already in hell will be brought to the throne of God for judgment and then they will be sent straight back to hell. The only break that anybody will get from hell is when they approach the throne of judgment on judgment day, but then they're going to go straight back. And we'll talk about that when we get to the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible. The main thing is God never wanted any of us humans to go to hell. He made hell for demons, and that's why hell is so horrific, because it was never intended for human beings in the first place. And you definitely don't want to go there, and neither do I. It's worth giving up anything and everything that we have to give up in this life in order to be received by Jesus in the end. Jesus said to take up your cross and give things up, because the more you have, the more you want. That's how the human flesh is. It's never satisfied. It's better for us to live a life of sacrifice now so that we can enjoy heaven for all eternity where we don't have to give anything up in heaven. Our earthly life is so short that it's well worth it to give things up now. Sometimes you might have to walk away from relationships, from careers, from all kinds of things. Anybody who follows Jesus has to give things up, but it's totally worth it. When we get to heaven, we're going to say, wow, I would gladly do it all over again. I hope that explains a little bit about hell. 